0: All right, everyone. thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lion Ball Media. I'm your host, Craig Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. So Our very special guest and future titan for episode two hundred and sixty eight, all the way from Denver, Colorado, my good friend Jeff Tumeyer. Jeff, it's an honor and a pleasure, my friend. I cannot hey, thank you, you for up.
1: inviting me along, Greg. I'm looking forward to looking forward to the conversation.
0: Oh, this is gonna be so good, Jeff. And and I've been very fortunate and and uh, lucky for me, I've had so many incredible conversations with Jeff. And whoa, just a wealth of knowledge, top top notch. Uh, when it comes down to just a brain in the industry. Uh, making massive moves, Jeff, and I absolutely love what you do uh, in the mortgage space and for all you're the making me, You're
1: making me blush.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone that knows you knows that there's the truth to that. And anybody who doesn't, I'm going to say in advance, you're all welcome. Uh, here is Jeff tumire So Jeff, I, I do want to start with really your origin story, kind of telling everybody out there who maybe doesn't know you yet, uh, where you came from, what got you into the business, kind of okay. your progression to your career to today? I'd love to jump in.
1: Yeah, you know, I've kind of had a funny start. I, I grew up in Huntington Beach, California, and uh, lived there most of my life. Uh, I've lived in Denver for the last four years. Um, but I got into business in 2021. Um, I was in, involved in marketing and, um, and some phone room sales uh, when I was younger. And uh, anyway, got into mortgage in 2021, became a loan officer, you know, uh, Originated for three or four years, became a manager at some point. Um, started pretty early on in my career and started my own company. Uh, my partner and I, uh, we opened up, uh, for those of you guys that can remember way back in the, the days, uh, a Novastar Net Branch. Mm. And uh, that ultimately became a, a mortgage bank. Uh, you know, we were a full legal FHA uh, mortgage sponsored entity for 2005 to 2010. Um, probably The greatest years of my career, uh, not the greatest years, is obviously 2008 and seven and eight weren't fun, but it was a massive learning experience. And I think it's brought me to where I'm at today. Um, You know, everybody says you learn more from mistakes and failure than, you know, than the successes. And there's no question we had failures in 2008 and uh, we learned a lot and uh, became a better person for it, became a better manager for it. And um, I think a better mortgage person overall. Uh, so the last uh, ever since 2010, I sh- we shut the company down, went back into origination for a couple of years, uh, pretty much immediately got back into uh, into management. I was a producing branch manager for about five or six years uh, before I got into the, uh, the vice president, you know, regional manager type of role, mm-hmm. which is what I do now. And, and honestly, it's, it's what I love. Um, I, I don't know that I would ever move into another role um, or take an additional promotion. I just really love what I do and who I do it with. I love dealing with referral partnerships, financial planners, CPAs, attorneys. Mm -hmm. I really love working with loan officers and cultivating brand new loan officers into producers or even people who are currently producing and just giving them a better life and a better structure to be able to uh, master their craft. So -hmm. it's what I do now. It's what I love. And um, that's where we're at today.
0: Oh, J- Jeff, I, I love the lead up into progression and again from production to leadership and, and mentorship and obviously pouring so much value into other loan officers growth and success and just working your way up to, uh, you know, that leadership sort of scenario. I, I do want to take you back because you you jumped right in and I, and I like to give people as much detail because I think that it's always interesting to, to ask the question as to what was your thought, you know, 20 some odd years ago, Jeff. And there's so many different roles and places that you could have gone down, you know, and, and occupations that you could have dominated into that realm. So in the back of your mind, what was it 20 some odd years ago? Why the mortgage industry? What, what was it back then? Money. Okay.
1: Money. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I went to school when I was younger to be a paramedic. That was my goal. I was a lifeguard for seven years in Huntington,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, actually worked, worked for Newport Fire for about six months, wow. uh, and then realized it just wasn't, wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, financially, I wasn't going to be able to reach my financial goals in that, in that sector, and I was working part-time for a sales organization. The we guys were doing really, really well, and so from a financial perspective, I decided to make the switch, mm-hmm. um, and then I got in at a great time. I mean, it was just, you know, the 2000s was probably the best time to ever be in the mortgage industry. Uh, for a lot of different reasons. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of money. I mean, you had, you know, made I made amazing friends. They're still friends of mine today. Mm. It was a great time. Um, obviously it was ugly uh, in seven and eight when it kind of all fell apart. Um, but there were some good things that came out of that too. Um, you know, for me, I mean I love originating and I like being involved, you in, know, in the process. I still originate uh, today, I just don't originate nearly what I used to because I can't you can't possibly originate five, six million dollars a month of production or more and run a team or run a region. You're not going to give the people that are underneath you that are working for you and with you the kind of support that they need. So, um, I made the decision in about 2014 that I was going to tailor back, uh, on my personal production to be able to better support the people that I worked with. And it paid off in spades. Hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people that I've worked for me, you know, we still talk or they still work for me. And, um, so it's, it's like I said, that's, that's, that's been my passion. I mean, I, I feel like if you're not passionate about what you do, you're just not going to be good at it or you're not going to enjoy it. And so, you know, there's nothing like taking a guy who's brand spanking you to $200,000 a year or someone who's doing, you know, two or three deals a month and turning them to 10 deals a month. That feeling is amazing. And, um, and it develops a lifelong relationship. Um, you know, it develops a stickiness, quite frankly. Um, we don't want our real estate agents leaving, leaving us. We also don't want our loan officers leaving us. And so you've got to create that value proposition as, as a leader to be able to keep people sticky, uh, not just because you've got good rates or good terms or whatever product and program is out there, but you're creating an absolute value to them. You're helping them either build their business, maintain their business. You're helping them with support, um, training, whatever it may be. You know, Everybody's a little bit different, but um, I enjoy that component of the business, which is why I stuck with it.
0: I, I think that's huge, Jeff. And, and again, thanks for uh, the candid nature. Really, what got you into the business? And I and I know you uh, on a personal note, and that has shifted and molded over time. Uh, you know, to really pouring value and to helping people grow and scale and and live the lives that they're really anticipating, which is fantastic. In, into that into that mentality, and I know that you are a part of an elite group of individuals who. Are on the highest tier of really pouring into others and really just bringing that value prop. So, any loan officer that's tuning into this right now, and they're thinking, okay, I understand, you know, Jeff's been there, done that, bought the t shirt, and really worked his way up, helped so many people, but let's get down to some nitty gritty. I mean, what is your MO or your main kind of standpoints to providing value? So, if I'm here as listening to this, I wanna work with Jeff. If it right. makes sense, what does that look like?
1: You know, I, I believe in top-down top uh, management. So I believe that the owner of the company works for me. I believe that, that I work for the loan officer. I believe that the loan officer works for his team. Uh, if you have that mentality, it's just, it, it, it goes throughout your whole organization. It makes everybody more empowered. Um, you know, they enjoy coming to work. I and mean, There's nothing worse than, waking, worse than waking up in the morning and not wanting to go to work. Oof. So it's important that we keep you know, our entire structure, our entire team in that mindset. Um, you know, the loan officer assistants, you know, they need to be happy and they need to be well paid. Uh, the processors need to be paid and they need to have a good relationship with the loan officers. Mm-hmm. Same thing with our ops team on the underwriting side, the closing side. So you know, value proposition is huge to me, um, but you know, that, that, that thought of, I consider myself, you know, you're looking at a professional athlete and a coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowadays, the, the athletes are the ones running the show and really in our business, we're recruiting. No different than, you know, recruiting an athlete, we're recruiting loan officers and we're bringing them over and they're coming for a reason. They're going to, you know, if they want to win a championship, if they want to make more money, if they want to have more success. If they want to have more support, we provide that environment. Um, mm. And we also, you know, I don't take everybody. I mean, there, there are loan officers that aren't going to be a good fit. Um, you know, if you're screaming and yelling at your processors all the time, it's not going to be a good fit. I mean, we've got to be respectful of one another. Uh, we have an amazing team, so that doesn't really happen. But I've I've had loan officers before that just thought that they, you know, were everything, and everybody around them had to do what they do, and everybody was working for them. And that environment, that in our environment, that mentality doesn't work. So loan officers that work for me or work with me, they know that really I'm working for them. I'm my job every day is to wake up and make sure that their job is either easier, more proficient, they're making more money. Uh, a lot of what I do is business development. I mean I do a lot of Biz Dev where I'm actually introducing agents or, or relationships, financial planning firms, whatnot to my loan officers. Either relationships that I've developed myself or you know where the loan officer needs me to come in and assist them and closing the deal. Um, I do, I probably spend about 30-40% of my time on business development. Which goes through social media and everything else as well, but it's a big component you know my, my belief is that um, and branding we'll get, I mean, we're probably going to talk about this but sure. loan officers should be branded you know nobody cares who the company is it's the loan officer people don't come work for you know my company they come and work for me because mm-hmm. they want to be on my team with my structure and, and the people that we've brought together that are going to make their lives easier um, it's the same thing with me when, I, when you know when choosing a company I mean mm-hmm. the company needs to do what I needed them to do, which is really stay out of my way, provide me with good rates, provide me with good service, underwriting, closing, you know, do all the functions that they need to do, and then allow me to handle the sales side of things and, and, and make my team more powerful because of it. And, and um, I think that's invaluable, you know, and I've had some good and bad experiences over the years, sure. um, but the best experiences have been those companies that, you know, have great leadership, they see the vision, they believe in business development, they believe in empowering the loan officers, and that helps me do my job
0: a lot, makes my job a lot easier. And that's that's huge transparency into that, Jeff, which I, which I love again. And, and I've talked to several of your, your team and, and they're just forever grateful. You really going above and beyond. You're not just saying that because it sounds nice. You're actually walking that talk, uh, which is fantastic because most situations are not that way. The way that you care and give for the people that you work with is top notch. It really is setting the standard extremely high. And you just don't know until you know. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, mortgage professionals who are just stuck in their environment.
2: Oh, and
0: for sure. they, They're just unaware that there are people like you out there. Well, it could
1: be it could be painful to make a change, and so it, it, it's that's that's an issue. It's, you know, when, when I am recruiting, it's 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 one of the main things I have to deal with, which is you know making that transition, and it's the devil, you know. So maybe the company isn't great, but they're like, ah, I, I get deals done. It's not too bad. My systems aren't too bad. And, I mean, there are better opportunities out there, but you know, I, I say this to everybody that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know guys and girls that are at every single company that hate the company. I know people that love the company. And how can you have the same company have two completely different dynamics or different mindsets?
2: Oof. It's because of the
1: team that that person is on. Mm-hmm. And so that is what's more important than the company itself, is the team that you're on, structure that you have, the file flow that you have, um, that, that really, that's why you see people who are successful in certain companies and other people fail there. So you got to make sure you're, you're with a good group, on a good team, um, and have good you know, uh, support you know, behind you. Not, not just programs and products and pricing, that's all really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the team development and the business development, I mean, you can be the greatest loan officer in the world. If you're not bringing in any deals, you're worthless. <sighs> so you know, having somebody who's going to really help you with your business development, I think, is, is key. Um, and we do, you know, we do that well. You know, when I, when I got into the business in 2010, mm-hmm. I, I was doing consumer direct for the first 10 years. Okay. So in 2010, I started basically over again, doing, uh, doing residential retail. And, uh, and I built my business by working with financial planners and CPAs. And I generated business from them that I then turn around and handed out to my realtor partners. And that's what helped me create those relationships. Um, and so that's a big component of what we do is create that value proposition you know, making sure that we're handing deals out to our partners as well as them handing deals to us. And, and that's how you really create a sticky relationship and, and it generate a lot more money. And you could choose the partners you want to work with instead of begging agents for business, which, you know, let's face it, no loan officer wants to do that.
0: <laughs> De- definitely not. And, and Jeff, you know this better than most. At the end of the day, the top tier referral partners or, or real estate agents you know, they're looking for top class partners. They're not looking for handouts. They're not looking for, you know, somebody who's just going to provide a little bit of support. It's what you're really doing hand in hand and partnering. So I I guess I would love to get your perspective on that, Jeff, because you're so deep into this topic. Uh, You truly partner with everyone that you work with in association. And I know you teach your team the same way. So for any of the real estate professionals that are tuning into this, because the majority are residential realtors that are diving into this this show. Thank you so much, by the way, everybody who's tuning in uh, with this live or after the fact. Uh, What would you say from your perspective, Jeff, from the mortgage industry and the relationship between the loan officer and the real estate agent and what you guys, not just what you and, and your team brings to the table, but maybe some misnomers or
1: um, look, so I, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've said this since I got in residential retail, that the, the, the relationship between the realtor and the loan officer has been broken uh, and I don't know how it's going to get fixed. I mean, we have great relationships with great loan, with great real estate agents oh, yeah. and other referral partners. Uh, but there we have just as many that are still broken. Even when we work with them, we try to show them, you know, what we're trying to do. Look, every agent's a little bit different. Some agents want business development. They want us to g- help them generate leads. Other agents uh, need more physical support. Maybe they're not very good at sales, and so we're sell- literally selling a listing. So when you know when we get a, a, an offer is made, we're calling the listing agent and we're selling the borrower and why our borrower should be you know should be selected. You know, talking about the financing, talking about their credit, whatever whatever it is that's a benefit. You know, there's not a lot of loan officers that do that. I've been preaching it since the day I started. I still can't believe when people don't do it. But you should be talking to every listing agent and saying here's what we're bringing to the table here, you know, that, that way they know that this, at least the loan process is gonna go smoothly. They know that the loan officer they're gonna be able to reach out to and get a hold of. Um, communication is key. And there's some basics. Look, you gotta have good communication. You've gotta have a good workflow. You've gotta have good pricing. Um, and you gotta have every product and program that's available, right? Wow. Those are standard. You know, the, the, the next level is, you know, if I've got an agent who's got a ton of leads, you know, I've got loan officers that will work those leads. They don't all become deals right away. Maybe some of them have credit issues. Maybe they've got a recent foreclosure or they just aren't in a financial position to be able to qualify. But we work with that person and, and, and you know, caress that lead for you know, six, seven, eight, 10 months. And then when they're ready to go, we hand it back to the agent and say, hey, listen, Mr. Smith is ready to go. It's like, oh, wow, okay, cool. I forgot about him. So you know, not, not, not all agents want us to do that, but there are different levels of things that we do and we have that sit-down meeting with our agents in the beginning to find out what their shortcomings are wow. and, and maybe where they're strong. And we figure out which way we can benefit them the most. And in some cases, I'll make different introductions. I've got loan officers that are better at different things. Um, bilingual, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, if you're a bilingual loan officer or real estate agent and you have you know, a quarter of your clients come in and they would prefer to speak Spanish, mm-hmm. it's a lot more – I mean, it makes sense that you'd have a bilingual loan officer. Sure. So we have bilingual loan officers. We've got bi- bilingual team members, both assistants and processors uh, to be able to handle those types of clients. Uh, but that's, that's really what's important is figuring out what the best bid is going to be. Most loan officers make the initial introduction. Um, you know, we've got systems where we're looking for agents that we want to work with and we're reaching out. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, builders are the same way. Um, obviously, you know, different partners that we can work with that have, you know, financial planners and CPAs who have clients we can work with. We're, we're developing those relationships so we can generate again. Generating leads is the best way to develop a lasting relationship. Hmm.
0: I, and, and Jeff, there, there's so much dynamic to all that that you mentioned. And again, it's just that value proposition that's not only done internally for the team and loan officers that you're you're growing and nurturing to to be the most successful individuals that they can, but you do that with your partners. And, and it's always pushing the, the envelope to say, how can we take this further, make it smoother, make it faster? Everyone growing as a team isn't a unit. And again, there, there's very few people that do it at the level that you do it at, Jeff. This is well, really I'll give
1: you a good stuff. example. I had a great example from just a couple of nights ago. I was in Palm Springs and um, the, my Uber driver mm-hmm. asked me what I did. And I said, oh, I'm in the mortgage industry. He said, oh, okay. I, you know, I need to finance a second home here pretty soon. Dah, 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 dah. Hmm. It's funny. He's an Uber driver that owns like six properties. It's
2: awesome. But
1: anyway, um, <laughs> he's, I said, "Well, who are, you, who are you using for lending?" He's. Oh, I've got a loan officer. I have never use anybody else. Hmm. And anytime I hear that, I think, "Okay, well, why is that?" He says. He says, "I hear from the guy at least a couple times a year. He reaches out just to say hello. Hmm. Um, you know, he's always been very respectful. He's always given me information I've needed. He's always given me, you know, good service when I use him. But wow. the fact that he reaches out to me a couple times a year, I just appreciate that." Mm-hmm. And it's something that we preach, but, you know, it's one of those things you can lead someone, you lead a horse to water, you can't mm-hmm. force them to drink. You know, I still have loan officers that don't do a good enough job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have systems in place that help them, mm-hmm. uh, but it's something that we constantly are, you know, on top of making sure that they're doing it. And you will always hear loan officers saying, hey, I called this client the other day. I haven't talked to him in six months and he had a referral for me. If you hadn't made that phone call, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. So right. you gotta be doing that on a regular basis without, you know, going overboard. And you don't want to be sending out emails that aren't important to them, but there are tools that you can use to keep you in contact at least a couple of times a year. And I encourage everybody to do that as part of our as part of our training process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be another good example.
0: Yeah, th- this is this is huge though, Jeff. Because again, the the true professionals they they never leave the basics. And as production ramps up, uh, individuals can get away from what got them to that height.
1: Absolutely. And, um,
0: you know, it's just a sad reality of the situation, but you are a true practitioner. And then, but again, even bringing it to the note, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. They're so, that's so true. And I think that there's a culture there and people throw that around quite a bit, but leadership is, is, is a very important thing uh, when it comes down to guiding and taking advice from people who have been there. And again, you had mentioned athletes. And I think the same thing, the top tier athletes on the planet they all have coaches. They all have trainers, right? They have it, someone.
1: It's, it's so, so funny. It's so funny. You bring that up. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at some of these loan officers that either I've recruited or they work for me now. And I talk about coaching and they're like, ah, you know, I just don't have time. You look at these athletes, they don't have a coach. They have six coaches. Oh yeah. They're the best people in the world and they're, and they're practicing all the time and they're training all the time. And they've got, they've got a life coach and they've got a strength coach and they've got this coach and that coach. You have to have somebody outside of your dynamic, and and I do coaching for my for my team. Yep. But I'm not the only person. You have got to have outside coaching as well. In my opinion, I still coach on almost an annual basis, hmm. where I have you know whether it's recruiting coaching or life coaching or 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 business coaching or financial coaching. Hmm. It's good to have that. You know, it's like going to masterminds and things like that, where you pick up one or two things, and you're like, I know I need to be doing that. And now now I'm going to put it on my list of things to do. And so, yeah, you've got to be constantly educating yourself and and coaching yourself or getting outside support. Uh, I personally get outside support. Uh, I need to have my butt kicked a little bit, both in the gym as well as in business. And, um, you know, it just keeps you accountable. So accountability is a big deal. Um, There's a lot of coaching programs I don't think are very good, but they do a good job because they keep people accountable. I mean, anybody can say, you know, make 10 calls a day and you'll be successful. And the reality is if you make 10 calls a day, you will have more success than the person who doesn't. Right. Um, you know, some people need them, somebody standing over there and saying, make those calls, make those calls. Other people are self-sufficient, but we've got to, you know, we would we like to figure out what we're dealing with and then we put people in the right positions to be successful. I mean, it's so important. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Uh, it's beautiful, Jeff. And uh, this is great. And this uh, this leads really, really nicely into the, the favorite segment of Titans, which is everyone tunes in to learn from the best and the brightest. Really, Jeff, you've been there. You've done that. You bought the t-shirt. You have a lot. You have 20 plus years in the business to reflect back on even currently into today. So if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented or really applied that you saw forward momentum, positive growth or movement in the needle, what would that be? What advice would you give to the loan officer that's tuning into this now to help them grow, to help them scale? And I know you've already dropped a bunch of nuggets, but yeah. anything that comes out to mind, would be great. My, my
1: number one thing that I have sold since, I mean, I didn't learn this on my own. I mean, half these things you I are talking about are things we learn learned from mentors over time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, value proposition you have got to create a value proposition or what are you doing? Uh, You can't walk in and say, hey, I've got great rates and great programs and the best rates, you know. Well, if you say you have the lowest rates in town, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to have people coming to you saying, hey, I want the best rate every single time. And no one's going to be the best every single time. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be going, you know, going down to the common denominator every time. Um, You've got to be competitively priced. There's no question about it, Mm -hmm. Um, but you've got to have a value proposition. And it's not the same thing for everybody. So you, but you've got to figure out what that is. I know people who, you know, they, they host a lot of events. And so they generate leads through hosting events. Uh, people who are really involved in social media, who are helping their agents with social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look, there's, there's, there's 10 different things I could think of at the top of my head, sure. but you've got to create a value proposition. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a good workflow. If you're, if you're going to do 10, 12 deals a month, You better be working inside of a CRM or some sort of system that keeps you accountable and reminds you, you know, when it's a good time for someone to refinance or it's been, you know, 180 days for a VA loan or whatever the case may be for, you know, for a refinance. Mm. Um, You've got a client who had a foreclosure a year ago and you know when that foreclosure is going to season so you can refinance them into a conventional loan. There's a million things you need to have that automated support for. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think nothing, I don't think anything can get rid of the phone. I mean, being there and available yep. and, you know, visual for your clients is really important and for your referral partners, but you've got to have automation in your system, in your, in your flow as well to make your life easier and more efficient. Um, and so that you're not working 20 hours a day. Ugh,
0: but as you mentioned, you know, workflow automation, and most importantly, into that realm is the value proposition or to differentiate yourself from other options, other opportunities for consumer base, but also to other professionals uh, as far as agents. And, and I, Jeff, this is something that I've taken point first person perspective from your team is once again, you going above and beyond the people that you work with and it's easy for us to say hey you need a value proposition but if i'm tuning into this i'm like jeff well i don't know that's where somebody a top tier trainer mentor or someone like yourself gives hands-on experience to say let's develop your value proposition together absolutely let's set you up yeah for i mean
1: your younger guys need help with that for sure even people who have been in it for a while i mean like i said you know i go to the mortgage mastermind Pretty much every year and, and, and you'll, you know, it's a lot of the same thing again and again and again, but you'll pick up things every single time and you'll be like, man, I got to start implementing that or, mm-hmm. uh, or even things that you remembered. And it's like, I, I've let that, I've let that slide and I need to re-implement that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's important that you do that to your, you've got to, you've got to continually educate yourself um, and not just with, you know, books about, you know, leadership, and those are, those are good, but you need to you know find out what, what people in the business are doing. We do a good job with um, you know talking with people throughout the country uh, that are on our that are on our team or within our company that are having success and have those masterminds so that we know you know what other people are doing in different markets that are, that are seeing success and we can implement those things you know into our market again whether those be events or you know um, you know lead generation or anything like that, you know, things, things could pop up from time to time that other people might be using that become effective, especially at different times. I mean, obviously refinances were dead last year. We're going to see that change quite a bit over the next 12 to 24 months. And you've got to be on top of it, or you're going to lose business. Hmm. And so, you know, it's nice to have someone, a team behind you. that's doing a lot of that data gathering and figuring out, you know, what are the best practices right now? And we do a lot of that. That way, we can tell our loan officers, "Hey, this is working, and this is working, and this is working. Which one do you want to do?" That way, they can pick and choose what's going to work best for them. So it's just like developing a business plan when you're starting a company, or you know, developing a plan. You know, when you're on a team, you know, the coach has a huddle. You know, this is what you're going to do, X's and O's. You've got to have a plan in place, and then and then be able to implement on that plan. And it's it's nice to have a coach or somebody who's holding you accountable or they're, you know, covering your back when you need, you know, additional support.
0: I love it. And again, it's not every situation is created equal. And it's just nice and refreshing to hear that there are professionals that really do care and that go above and beyond Jeff. And and again, you pour in so much value into the real estate community to referral partners, to internal loan officers. But once again, you're going a step above. I want to mention a shameless plug for your podcast (laughs) So I'm super (laughs) super excited about it, and um, I would love to get your perspective as kind of why you started it, what it's about. But the uh, the Mortgage Insanity podcast. So let's talk about your show and kind of what it's about, and let the audience know. uh, Yeah. So
1: you know, honestly, uh, you and I have you know spoken for years about this, and you know, I I don't like to be in the spotlight. I didn't want to do podcasts. I didn't. I've never done a ton of ton of social media. Um, I pushed my People to do it because I again I'm not I'm not advertising myself you know I, Two My Group was my label back in the day but I don't advertise to My Group anymore. Sure. Um, so I'm not labeling myself. But the podcast is something I just felt passionate about wanting wanted to do because you know mortgage insanity is it's not just about mortgage insanity it's all about real estate insanity as well. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you know most real estate agents just suck, and <laughs> you know you, you talk to a real estate agent. And you, you tell them, hey, what do you think about real estate agents? And they're going, oh, yeah, they're terrible. Because they're, they hate them even more than others because they have to deal with them all the time. Sure. Most real estate agents are terrible. Uh, but you've got a, you know, whether it be 5% or 10% that are amazing and they're pros and they run a business like a business. You know, you ask most agents why they got in the business. It's because I want to make a lot of money. I didn't want to work very hard. I want to have a boss. Well, that's not a good, that's not a good recipe for success. And when you talk to top producing agents, it's the opposite. They work, you know, a lot of hours, especially in the beginning of their career. Um, but they've developed really good teams. They've developed good systems. They're running a business like it's a business, not like it's a part-time job. So we have developed and are continuing to develop relationships with real estate agents all over the country in areas that we serve. And we are putting them through the process to make sure that we're, you know, uh, uh, you know, happy to refer clients to them. because mm-hmm. just, just, I mean, the biggest concern a real estate agent has in referring a loan to us mm-hmm. is, are they gonna do a good job? Are they gonna take care of my client? Are they gonna give them a good deal? Mm-hmm. And when you're using somebody for the first time, there's a big trust factor there or, you know, a lack of trust and you need to earn that trust over time. So we're doing the same thing. And the other component to the, of the podcast is, there's no kickbacks, right? When we, when we refer a deal out to an agent, We're not getting any money kicked back to us. They're not kicking us any money. We're not kicking them any money. We're simply giving them that referral because we know that they dominate that area. They're going to give great service. In most cases, we've negotiated some discounts for the client, like a free appraisal or whatever. And we know they're going to be treated with kid gloves. More importantly, because if they screw that deal up, they're not going to get another referral from us. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's better to get a referral than it is to get a lead or, or, or a deal from somebody. So, you know, it's been very powerful throughout my career generating referrals and handing those referrals out to my partners. Um, and we are just going to put that, we're going to throw gasoline on the fire of this podcast hmm. just to generate more consumers, more referrals, and, uh, and then identify the agents in the areas that we want to work. Um, hmm. And then those agents will get all, you know, if, like, for example, if I've got an agent in Huntington beach, California, or Newport beach, California, or, you know, uh, Parker, Colorado or Denver, Colorado or wherever, they're gonna be getting all the deals, all the leads that we get in those areas. And these aren't leads, these are deals. These are people who've been pre-qualified, they're pre-approved, they wanna buy a $700,000 house, they're putting down 10%. Here you go, Mr. Agent, find this person at home. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this person needs to list their home and they're gonna buy another property. Those are the deals that we're handing out. And so, you know, for anybody that's watching this, that's a real estate agent wants to reach out yeah. um, and inquire, um, you know, we can go through that process to determine whether you're going to be a good fit uh, for the referrals that we're handing out.
0: Perfect. Yeah, no, Jeff, that that's huge. And, and, and again, just I'm su- I'm super excited that you're launching the podcast and shedding light on the industry on on both sides of that from the perspective of the real estate agent from the mortgage professional, but. I've been very fortunate to have several conversations with you, Jeff. And I love your deep knowledge and just sharp perspective about what's actually going on despite media, despite what is is hearsay, just the facts, the truth, the, the real knowledge out there. So um, I'm I'm a fan of the show myself and I will continue to be uh, you know, as well as it continues to roll out. When can people expect kind of uh, time frames, that sort of thing? Um, just in general so that they can kind of tune in. I'll put stuff in the show notes too. What, what are the thoughts for Morgan Sanders? Yeah, so we're,
1: it's going to be a weekly podcast. Um, we uh, just went through a transition. Uh, uh, and so we we had a, a, an acquisition. So mm-hmm. in about two or three weeks, we'll start rolling it out again Love every it. week. Uh, but for anybody who wants to reach out to me directly, they can just email me, or call me, shoot me a text, and I'll provide the information. And then I'll continue to throw the information out through you Uh, as we're having new podcasts, but it'll be a weekly podcast over the next 30
0: days. Love it. This is, this will be huge. And I I encourage everybody and and we'll put everything in the show notes as well, but please tune into this man. Trust me when I tell you wealth of knowledge, extremely powerful messaging. And again, whether you're a loan officer or a real estate professional, tons of takeaways and information that you can really utilize and grow and scale business. So highly, highly recommend that for sure. Uh, At the end of the day, Jeff, as as I mentioned this uh, kind of in closing, uh, with everything here, if there is a loan officer, uh, mortgage professional that's out there that is watching this live with us now, or they tuned into the podcast via audio, or they're watching it um, on any video syndication, and they like what they heard, they're like, man, I really like Jeff, I, I really, really want to get to know more. Uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and connect uh, in, in a meaningful way to, to learn more about potentially working with you?
1: Yeah. You know, so I have, I'm never going to get, my region's never going to be larger than 30 loan officers. Gotcha. I want to do about 60 million a month in production with 30 loan officers. If I get much bigger than that, I'm not going to be able to give the individual support that I need. Um, You know, I want to be at that number because I want my loan officers averaging at least 2 million a month. Sure. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have guys doing five, six, seven million a month. And I'm going to have some people that maybe are only doing a million because they just don't want to do more or they, Mm -hmm. Maybe they just don't have the time for it, but they're really good loan officers. Um, so that's, that's where I want to be. Okay. Um, if they're really interested in reaching out to me, I mean, they can call me directly. Uh, my cell phone number is 949-929-5507. Uh, you can provide them with my email address as well. Um, they can reach me out through social media. Uh, I've got uh, a team that will, uh, you know, bring them in and kind of give them all the information that we provide. We'll obviously want to meet face-to-face, with any partner or loan officer that we're ever thinking about, um, you know, bringing on board. Um, right now, I oversee A- Arizona, California, and Colorado, uh, primarily Southern California.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I am—we're uh, branching out into Utah and Oklahoma as well. Um, but I have worked with loan officers in other states, and uh, you know, it's—it it's, uh, can work out really, really well if they are really driven and they follow the—they follow the path. Um, you know, I mean, I have loan officers that literally you know, within the first year made $400,000 and they made, you know, they hadn't done more than a deal or two for the first couple of years of their business. Wow. Um, I've had other loan officers that were, you know, in the business for three or four years and have doubled and tripled their business. Hmm. I have loan officers that, you know, were doing two or three deals when they started with me and they're still doing two or three deals with it because wow. they just didn't follow the program, hmm. but they're good loan officers. So I'm not going to force somebody to, you know, I mean, if you don't want to do 10, 12 deals a month, we're not going to force you to do that, but the opportunity is there and we're going to give you the tools and the resources. uh, And then it's up to you to make sure to make the magic happen, but we will be there by your side to help you guide you and and remain and keep that focus uh, in place so that you can be successful. If you want to reach that goal. Wow.
0: Hey, everybody, you heard it right from the man himself. Uh, Jeff, I can't thank you enough, my friend, for taking the time. You're dropping so much knowledge, applicable information for takeaways for any side. Uh, you know, the transaction that way. And again, just so gracious giving your contact info. And and I encourage everybody to subscribe to the podcast, to reach out to Jeff, really see what Jeff and the team are doing in a big way. Lots of inspiring things out there on the market. So uh, again, my friend, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It's been oh, man, a pleasure.
1: I, Greg, I appreciate the time as well. And, and I appreciate you plugging the podcast. <laughs> uh, Anytime. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited about the future. Uh, 2022 was uh, a was rough year for a lot of people and we had to do you know a lot of downsizing but we are you know obviously going to grow again everybody knows how the business operates rates will start to drop you know we've got some great relationships with builders and and real estate companies that are going to start to grow and flourish we're looking we're excited about adding new talent both both on the operational side as well as uh, on the sales side so yeah i'd love to hear from any loan officers that are watching the podcast and i'd be open to any uh, any uh, referral partners that you know feel like they'd be a good fit and, uh, uh, you know, want to receive referrals from us. That would be great. So thank you for everything, Greg. You've been awesome. Love you as a friend and as a professional. Man, you're, you're the best. Thank you.
0: Likewise, Jeff. It, it, the honor and pleasure is all mine, my friend. I really mean that. And I do, I do have to dub you an official real estate titan. That is an honor that you thank carry you, forever. There's no plaque. There's no uh, trophy, <laughs> but, but it is in your heart. So it's yours, Jeff.
1: Awesome. I love it, man. Well, hey, listen, we will we'll see each other soon in person. And, uh, and we'll talk soon.
0: Love it. Love it. And everybody, thank you as always for your time and attention, and love and support. If you like here we are doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lion Bolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your digital business, really generating a brand, lead generation, conversion, close transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com to take your digital marketing to the next level. We are live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Jeff.
1: You're the man, Greg. Thank you, sir.